0: Right now, we're going to chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Morning, Simi. Now, I know it never snows in Victoria, but I'll just ask, what's it like there? Well, I'm reluctant to
1: say anything, Simi, because as you recall, the last time I boasted that there was no snow in Victoria, we were immediately inundated with snow. Uh, We've been told to expect snow, and we've seen little flickers of snowflakes around uh, the part of Victoria that I live in. But, a lot of rain, but so far, uh, no snow, so fingers crossed, uh, I probably jinxed this again by saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, lucky, you consider yourself lucky after what we've seen here in the last 24 hours.
1: No, that's true, I've been ahead of dates from my daughter, who lives in the same part of uh, Vancouver as you did, and uh, from my sister out in Burnaby, uh, and I've seen the stuff out of Surrey, and... It's a nightmare. It's pretty sobering out there. Yeah. It
0: is. Okay, so let's talk a little politics here, too, because Premier David Eby just continuing with these announcements.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to keep track of them day by day. I mean, I made fun of him for promising 100 days of action, but uh, so far he's lived up to the promise. So what do we get this week already? We got the new uh, SFU Medical School, well, an updated announcement on it anyway, $5 million in startup funding, and that was Monday. And then on Tuesday, the Premier presided uh, at a uh, summit meeting between the provincial government and First Nations leader. This happens every year. And uh, he announced the appointment of a special counselor to himself uh, in the premier's office, uh, as a, really a, a a counselor, an action person in the premier's office on Indigenous reconciliation. So, Doug White, who is a lawyer and an Indigenous leader himself, and that's the two big announcements so far this week.
0: Okay, so obviously, probably more to come on that. But what was the uh, rationale behind this? So, this summit that they had with Indigenous leaders.
1: Well, they have it every year. It was delayed this year, partly because of uh, the leadership transition. So I think the First Nations leaders want to see the new premier. Uh, The appointment of a special counsel in the premier's office identifies a continuing problem at the smaller scale. So the government on the large scale has incorporated the principles of the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People into legislation. They've begun a transition to rewrite provincial laws. They've engaged First Nations leaders in overall planning processes and in government programs. But as E.B. said yesterday, you still get individual First Nations coming forward with a problem uh, in the short to medium term that involves overlap among ministries so you know maybe housing and social services or maybe all the resource ministries and so Doug White, this appointee in the Premier's office, is essentially a troubleshooter. He's there to hear the problem and essentially go and see if he can get all the ministries, which tend to be a bit siloed, working together to solve the problem in the short to medium term. So there's been a lot of complaints about that. I think it's another example of EB having looked at the government, gone, we've got a problem here, I'm going to make an appointment to try to deal with it, we'll see how it works.
0: Yeah, we will. Okay, so that's uh, interesting too. But can we go back a little bit and talk about the Monday announcement? We didn't get a chance to talk yesterday because of Pledge Day. This is about the new medical school at the SFU Surrey campus where the costs just seem to keep going up here.
1: Well, yeah. So this is uh, was a John Horgan election promise in 2020, and we haven't seen an awful lot of action on it since then. So EB, uh, and it, it's already way behind schedule. So you go back to when Horgan announced this during the election in 2020. Uh, this new medical school was supposed to start admitting its first graduating class next year in the fall of 2023 well what we heard yesterday is 2026 and that's just the start so edie himself said look uh these medical school grads who aren't going to come out until the end of the decade they're not going to help uh, solve the shortage of family doctors they are a solution in the long run um, the project is behind schedule. In my experience, when projects fall behind schedule, they also end up costing a lot more. Yeah. We don't even have a costing on this one, Simi. The startup funding is $5 million. They put a million five in earlier for the business plan. I would say let's wait for the business plan before we even start guessing what this is going to cost. No question it's needed, but we're starting to see evidence, Simi, out there that – A lot of government projects that involve infrastructure investment, and this would involve a new medical school out in Surrey, a lot of government projects that involve infrastructure investment are also starting to cost a lot more. Uh, There's a shortage of workers. Construction materials are more expensive. And frankly, Simi, sometimes the government just guesses what it's going to cost when they announce it. And when we finally start to get the detailed costing, we suddenly go, uh-oh, this is going to be a lot more than they said.
0: Okay, because we're seeing some examples of that now, aren't we?
1: Yeah, there was a big one on Friday that uh, I only noticed when I got to reading the rereading the quarterly financial report this week. So the quarterly financial report that came out on Friday disclosed, they didn't make a big deal of it, needless to say, that the replacement hospital for the Cowichan District Hospital, so that's just north of Victoria, in the Duncan area, the replacement cost of that project has soared way over budget. John Horgan promised it in twenty in twenty eighteen at six hundred million dollars. When they called they launched the tendering process for construction of the new hospital last year they costed it at 887 million dollars and i over the years Simi, i've learned to be suspicious when the government gives those precise sounding numbers because they hadn't even got the tenders back and they were saying oh 887 million well they got the tenders back this year and friday they announced uh, no not 887 million dollars but 63% more than that, $1.44 billion. So they haven't broken ground yet, and this thing is already costing more than twice as much as John Horgan promised when he promised it. So, uh, asked uh, the explanation from the finance ministry, Simi, is that, well, labor costs are up. Well, everybody knows that, but double? uh and uh, construction costs are up so i think it still awaits a fuller explanation about why john horgan's initial guess has ended up costing more than twice as much
0: because that's not the only big project, not the only hospital as well that is underway. Where do we have to question the numbers now for the other projects too yeah I,
1: I think any project where the, the contract isn't awarded uh, you have to wonder uh, a good example would be the replacement for the uh, the long awaited replacement for the Massey tunnel right we, we, we still that's still going back and forth it hasn't cleared environmental review yet that's going to take a few more years so that one the other one i'm wondering about is when the when horgan put a halt to the replacement for the provincial museum the replacement for the building next to the legislature in victoria he also said that the government was going to continue with the plan to build a new research and collections building outside victoria in colwood near horgan's own riding and that one um, was supposed to be announced over the summer. They were supposed to say uh, contracts has been awarded. We've heard nothing. And it w- the budget for that had already escalated, Simi, and I'm now wondering if the reason they've told us nothing is because the bids came back on that one way over budget as well. Yeah. I, we're hearing from builders out there that it's not that they don't want the government work. It's that they're reluctant to bid on government budgets because they just don't know if they can line up the workforce to yeah. stay on schedule. And if they can't stay on schedule, they're reluctant to bid a firm price on a big project.
0: I know. I think that's something we're going to, have to keep an eye on. Avon, uh, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.